Welcome to a new episode of the Shoes Show podcast. I'm your host, Mark Dimonte Furtado, and today we're going to be continuing the discussion about Arsenal and how the Premier League restart is going. We're just talking about the most recent Arsenal games. So we're going to talk about Arsenal versus Brighton and yesterday's game of Arsenal versus Southampton. My guest today is my mate Lennon Pratt, who you might remember from last week's episode. So let's just jump right in with how is how are you feeling with this hot weather, Leonard? Are you boiling as well? Oh, it's, it's well hot. That's what I'm going to say. It's too hot. It's too hot. No air conditioning in the UK. So it's just the UK is in Dolphin's heat. I'm hating yeah. it. But I mean, when you go outside though, your skin is glowing though. So. That's true. But it's like, I feel like sometimes it's hotter inside than it is outside. And that's just the worst part about it. Yeah, I feel like inside the house is actually pretty warm. Outside is warm as well, but not, I think inside the house is like stuffy. Yeah. And like using a fan doesn't really help sometimes. It's just very sticky. Yeah. Mm. What about you? How are you finding the heat? <sighs> Mate, it's just like, I've been trying to, I've been going for my walks in the morning every day, but like super early in the morning at like 6.30. To try and get like not get too much heat, but I'm like I'm like seriously tanned right now. I have like half half my arms are like full, fully tanned, so it's pretty bad to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts on the Brighton game? Well, poor, poor. Uh. I mean, we lost against Brighton, should have been beating Brighton, but and I think we underestimated them a bit. I think everyone came in expecting an easy walkover, and we didn't get that. Uh, just lack, a lack of quality, lack, real lack of creativity is what I would say. I think that's like one of the biggest worries from what I've seen so far with the team. There's no creativity at all. The midfield cannot link up with play between defence and strikers. Because half, half the time, midfield get the ball, then instead of passing it forward, turn around, turn it back to centre-backs. And a lot, a lot of the times, it's mainly like our left-back, like Tierney would pass it to like Saka, he'd push up or whatever, he's already on the wing and he'd start the attack and he'd try to pass it to Bamiyang. Our, our attacks don't really start from the middle anymore, which is very worrying. And then Mope, oh my God. I mean, it's just Arsenal, isn't it? But it's just so classic that, like, it's just the fact that Leno obviously, like, he gets up of this uh, off the stretcher and he's just pointing at him, like, like win the game for me, and we can't even do that. Like, we're just spineless. Oh, spineless, nothing. We just got nothing, and then. We let Mope score the fucking winner. Oh, fucking hell. It was... Honestly, I was like... Even when the, like, equaliser went in, I was like, a draw is very disappointing at this stage. Like, we were comfortable. Like, in the first half, I don't even think Arsenal played that bad the whole game. I just think... I don't think we played that bad. It's just that we should have scored. I feel like another thing I have to say is we are missing a lot of opportunities. Lacquer was poor that game. Lacquer was poor. Bamiang as well, like the past two games, has had some easy chances. Like normally, if he was like, if he wasn't a bit rusty, you think 
10 out of 10, he's going to score. And then even on top of that, like, Ceballos, he's been so poor. He's like, he's so, he's just, all he does is spin around. He doesn't go forward. He doesn't link the play. He's awful. (laughs) I remember, I saw a post where on Reddit where someone described him as a fidget spinner. That's literally all he does. He just spins, 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 gets the ball. Oh, let me try and do a little spin. Uh, get, oh, I'm going to try and spin here, spin there. It's just terrible. And the thing is, though, while we extended his line, I mean, we do kind of need bodies in the midfield, but hmm. I wasn't too happy with that. He's definitely not going to get a real injury squad, is what I'm going to say. From what I've seen, if I was down, I'd be like, pack your bags, mate. Yeah, you can definitely tell he's probably playing at like Real Betis next year, like being sold there, to be honest. Like, yeah. he's got quality in times. Like, I remember that his opening game when he played against Burnley and the Emirates, he was amazing that game. I don't I mean, know I what's happened sold. to that Ceballos, but. I wasn't sold on him in the Emirates game, in the Burnley game because he tried to do a cross field pass and completely messed up, and Burnley nearly scored. I was like, mm, he's a bit risky, this guy. But still, like, he has quality. I just feel like he wastes it a lot of the time. And then if you go on to, like, his midfield partner, Guendouzi, clearly there's some issues between him and Arteta because Guendouzi's got some, like, disciplinary records and Arteta's clearly not a fan of him so far. Yeah, I mean, you see the reports today. Uh, hmm. Apparently, Guendouzi's asked the board that, well, he's told the board that he's uh, willing to be sold. And then I saw that, I was like, okay, it's Gundogan goes, I don't mind. And then they're like, Arsenal would expect a bid of 40 million. And I was like, he's definitely going to leave. Who wants Gundogan for 40 million? I know he's young, I know he's got talent, but 40 million for Gundogan. So like, many like, people rate. So many people rate, like Real Madrid, Barca, all these play, like teams rate him. Like, so, and he's an amazing young player. He's already like he's an 19, amazing 20 years player, old. But at the same time, I, not, I would not, if, I, if he asked to me, oh, 40 million for Gundogan. If the flat Arsenal is a steal, it's a steal. Come on, we, like we got forty million for Alex Iwobi. We can get forty million for Mateo Guendouzi. No, but the thing is with Iwobi though, like from what I've seen of Iwobi compared to Guendouzi, I I'd probably place Iwobi at a higher level for me personally. Guendouzi's I, I got played... such a higher ceiling than Iwobi ever had. Mm. I, I just in terms of what we have now, the thing was a lot of teams are playing for potential though. But Guendouzi's basically been had had a good decent run of games for Arsenal, and yeah, he's got the potential. But from what I've seen, it's I don't know if he I don't know if he's if he can re- reach his full potential. He's very inconsistent with his performances. Uh, I, I don't know if it's an Arsenal midfield thing or whatever. He's really weak, really really weak. Really, really weak. Like, I, so I, I, to be fair, I can understand why like teams like Real Madrid or like it's Italian teams were, like looking into him because their weak, their leagues aren't as physical as Premier League. So like in the Premier League, he gets bullied game in, game out. But I wish the best for him. But forty million signing up. I mean, that could go a long way to get a brand new midfielder. Then we need like two midfielders. It could be what we need to get Thomas Partey in the door. Yeah, Thomas Partey. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if he's going to go through, though. I mean, like, why did he come to Arsenal? That's my main... Apparently, like, he really wants to go to the Premier League. And apparently, like, he, he likes Arsenal. 
I don't know why. I think I'd rather want to go to like Liverpool right now, but apparently yeah. Arsenal, he likes playing. He wants to play for Arsenal, so. Okay, that's, that's why. So I was, like, for me, it's like, yeah, I'd love him, but I was like, why do you want to come to Arsenal? <laughs> I mean, clearly, you know, you remember when like Raul Sinelli said, you know, when Arsenal knock, it's a different knock. <laughs> so you never know, you know, it's got oh, that like, kind of Arsenal, feel. Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal knocking, I mean. Do I go Arsenal or do I go somewhere else? Wait it out. Do I go Arsenal? I think another thing we're going to see is like he's only got two years left on his contract. So if he's he's clearly, I don't think he's going to extend with like all this going on. So you might as well cash in right now and reinvest into the squad. We could even like use some of that money to get like Grealish or then like an attacking midfielder. Definitely. I mean, like, I feel like if. Um, Brighton won't go down this year, but who's their their midfielder? Uh, um, his name's Moy. No, not Moy. Uh, let me get Basuma, the the guy Basuma. who's like doing all oh, the yeah. fouls. Yeah, him, Basuma. I would like him in the Arsenal squad. Grealish, I think, would be good because right now lacking really, really lacking creativity. Like mm-hmm. past two games, mainly being Saka playing in. Midfield-ish. He's looked really good there, to be fair, though. He's looked really, really good there, but at the same time, it's kind of like... We have Mesut Ozil. We have, like, other established players in the squad, and the creativity that they bring is absolutely zero. Mm. But Apparently, like, like, it's not like a rift with Ozil. Apparently, he's just, like... Obviously, he recently became a father, so apparently he's just been just behind in training or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think for those of you, just take it easy. I mean, I would take it easy. You get three thirty a week, brand new, like focusing on your on your kid. Yes, like the job's still important, but at the same time, I think for him, he's, he's probably like get, got better things to focus on. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, we're gonna try and sell him in the summer, but let's be realistic. We're not gonna be able to sell him. Nobody's mm-hmm. gonna take his wages, and he's not gonna want to go. Why would you? Yeah. Comfy contract. What is it? One more year? Yeah, one more year. One, one more, more year for him, yeah. Mustafi, Socrates, all these players. Yeah, I personally, I'd actually the only one I'd renew is Mustafi as a squad player. Nah, no, I'm not sure. Get Mustafi out of here, mate. You can get I, I so many that. better squad players. You can keep holding and like marry his squad players. I prefer Mustafi and Chambers. I, I holding was. We'll move on to the Southampton game eventually, but holding was immense that game. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was immense, but at the same time, he did, he was a bit loose with the ball for me, I think. No, Mustafi was loose with the ball. Holding was pretty good with these, these, <laughs> like, I, I, I do, I do remember Holding being a bit, taking a few risks here and there, in the passing. But I feel like I mean, Holding has definitely shown that he's clearly a better centre-back than Mustafi. Like, there were points, like, when, like, the beginning of Emery's reign, when he was so sick and then he had the knee injury. I feel like with a run of games, Holding could really establish himself as one of the centre-backs that Arteta keeps. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, my thing with Mustafi is that I think Mustafi's like a, a love room. If you have yeah. a, an established centre-back next to him, he's perfect, makes no mistakes. Like, even in even like the past two games, he's basically made zero mistakes. He's, he's literally just done what we've been calling for. No, nah, Mustafi yeah. was at four for both those goals at Brighton. At Brighton, 
he allowed himself to get spun by Mope for the second goal. And the first goal was, he was pretty at fault for that as well. He didn't, oh, it was more Ceballos, he didn't trap the runner, yeah. but definitely the second goal was almost at fault. So I feel like you're being a bit too harsh on Stafford. I, we've seen enough in these four years so far that he's not the answer and he's not a squad player either. For 35 million, he's not a squad player. Yeah, true. Uh, 35 million, if you think about how much you pay for him, yeah, he's definitely not a squad player. But at the same time, I don't think we can actually attract amazing players right now. So I would I would extend. Yeah, he'd love to stay, but are you really going to keep, you know, the wages that he's on right now? Uh, what's he on? He's on on like nearly 90 grand a week or something. I know. I, I mean, trying to get him signed on low, lower, low wages. Why would he want to sign for lower wages on an extension? Because who, who else is going to give Mustafi 90k? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we would double off, but like he's easily. No, no one else is going to give him 90k, so he, he might as well. He's already lived lived here. He's got a kid, but like his kid's pretty young, I think. Yeah, two kids. So, I think he has. Two kids. He's already lit, like probably settled down, whatever. So he might as well take take the pay cut and just settle down in London. I mean, I don't even know if Arteta rates him. But like, I, I don't. I have no clue. To be fair, I have no clue who Arteta rates on our squad and who he doesn't. Talking about contracts, three new signings for Arsenal. Let's start with number one, David Luiz. I'm, I'm so torn about this. Like before lockdown, he was one of our best central defenders, and I feel like. The only reason I'm not excusing for like his horrible makes, mistakes against City, but I think a lot of it was like the contract was playing on his mind, and he was really like clearly Arteta didn't want to start him because he was conflicted about the contract. So maybe he gives a lot of experience to the squad. I don't think he should be our first option, but as a backup, I don't think we could go that wrong. Same. I think as a backup. Uh, he's good. One year, Saliba's coming. I think I really, I kind of want him to, David Luiz to help mentor him a bit, but please, Luiz, don't make him into an idiot, please. So I'm just praying that Luiz doesn't have too much of an influence on him. He ends up being David Luiz 2.0. Uh, no, but I think, I think, like, I think all our managers actually liked him, so, so I think he must be doing something right, like in training or behind closed doors or whatever. I think he's a good, I think he is a, a good 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 guy. One year, yeah, I'm happy with one year. Two the two years that were rumored, possibly possibly I would not take that. One year is fine enough for me. I think. So then, alongside that, we also got Pablo Mari signing. I'm not sure they didn't disclose how long his contract, but I'm assuming let's assume three, four, five year contract. Yeah, four. Yeah, four standard. I don't know. I've, he's got zero pace. That's like the main. No, that's like the main thing I've I've seen of him. He he does get dusted easily, especially in the prem though. Some reason all the attackers in the prem get ridiculously quick. Hmm. So, I think he can. He probably might be caught out in a in a few games. But if he like turns into like a attacker where he like reads the game really well, and like to compensate for his lack of pace, I'd be fine with that. But I don't know. I haven't, has, he hasn't even played that for that. I think like three games. Played like or? two or three games. Yeah, two clearly, or three games. This I must be the thing that. where Arteta clearly rates him. 
Yeah, definitely. that he clearly wants him, even though the ankle injury, he's not going to be able to play the rest of the season. But it doesn't seem like it's a massive long-term injury. He'll be able to play the start of next season. Actually, no, you won't hear about it because it's June now. He might miss the start of next season, but I think he'd be a solid team to the squad again. He's a great squad player. I don't want him to be our like first choice starting centre back. I want somebody else to partner Saliba. But as a squad player, I think he's perfect. Definitely same. I I put him as squad player as well. And then next one is Cedric. Cedric's actually I actually rate Cedric. He's actually re- he's a solid Premier League right back, and he was sick for Portugal at the Euros. Arguably, he's actually he's probably better than Bellerin. Let's be honest. Bellerin's been so shit the past two games. I would start I Cedric the moment he's fit. I mean, definitely. I think Bellerin has actually lost it. I don't know. For some reason, I, I, some of the fans still really rate Bellerin really highly, but he's lost his pace and he can't cross. I think, like, once once you have no pace... It makes everything just cross, worse. It just makes yeah. everything worse when you have no pace. Yeah, if you have no pace, it makes everything worse. If it was fine if he could cross, but he has no pace. He can't. He, he can't cross, and he's a pretty shit defender as well. So, before, like when he had his pace, he used to use that for like recovery speeds. And when he first burst onto the scene, it really helped him. But now he's he never goes to the byline. He always cuts inside. Everybody knows what he's gonna do. He doesn't have the pace. He can't cross. He's never been able to cross. Even since when he first came in, it's not like he could cross and now he can't. He just could never cross. And he's on a long-term contract. We should cash in on Hector Bellerin. We can do better. I think so, yeah. Cash in on Hector Bellerin. Cash in and I'd say by Max Ahrens. Max Ahrens. Young, be future right-back Arsenal, around the same age as Tierney, full-back to the future. Yep. That'd be a good shout. Plus, we know Norwich are going down, so he'll be yeah. there to be sold. I feel like I feel like if I if I was in in the board, I'd be looking towards the teams that are going down. Norwich have a few, like few good players: Cant- Cantwell, uh, Aaron's, Buendia. They got some like good players that you could easily easily get a steal on. Because Norwich were like even when they were going up, they were they didn't spend that much money, so. I think the finances are tight because I think it's Claire, the owner. She's the only one who's like putting money in it. So finances are tight, especially with COVID nineteen as well. They probably need cash. I think we could easily get some good good players for some could do some decent business. Then again, it's our board. So I mean, it's exactly what Liverpool did. Like when Hull went down, they picked off Robertson. They picked up all these players from like smaller teams because I mean, it doesn't have to be big names. If they're good players, they're good players. It doesn't matter which club they've come from, like. They're ballers at all these clubs. Yep. I think mean, I think that's that's kind of one thing that I think our clubs should like or recruitment strategy should change. I feel like we're going for the big names, like the really well established ballers and, and stuff. But at the same time, I do think that they are the thing is like we're like, oh, these guys have got really good potential. But at the same at the same time, I'd rather go with like the less well less known, established someone who we know. Because what I think what we need now is players who can do the basics. Because I think we don't have that in our squad. Like we don't have a, we don't have players in our squad right now that can come in day in day out, 
make no mistakes and just get a shift in. Our players are like all liabilities. You never know if they're getting 100% effort, if they get 0% effort, but most likely make a mistake. There's no players that we can say we're just, yeah, they might not be exceptional or whatever, but they can just get, get, get the job done. That's what we need, I think, in our squad. Yeah, and I feel like, I think Arteta's is trying to bring that into the team with some of the players that he's bringing in. And I feel like this amount could be a clear out at Arsenal if they can shift out all these players who have like one year left on their deal. Mustafis, Megatarians, Socrates, Urzil. If they sell Guendouzi, seeing if they're going to sell Guendouzi, I'm cool with that. But keep Torreira. You can't. You can't lose both. In my opinion, you can't lose both Guendouzi and Torreira, unless you bring in two like proper quality midfielders for the. Because Torreira easily get 30, 40 million. Guendouzi get forty million. You better bring in two quality central midfielders for that. Otherwise, you can only send one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, I think what else kind of clearly became evident with how we've been playing is Shaka is so important to how we've been playing, and that worries me because he's got so many faults that him being our best player in the midfield really is not the great thing for our midfield. I mean, our mid- the midfield is completely dire, especially Southampton game. Oh. But I know what you mean by Jack. Jack- the fact that we have Jacka, that our team can't run without Jacka, is one really, really worrying because his faults are like really glaring. And like mm-hmm. time out of time, it time and time after time, teams have found out, found him out, and they're probably going to continue doing it in the future. So we do need to replace Jacka. I think the whole midfield, personally, if I could, I'd love to sell the whole midfield right now. Because I'm just stumbling. thing is, he clearly wants to move towards like a 4-3-3, doesn't he? Like the way yeah. City play. With like holding and then like two attacking, kind of like a, a hybrid, like box-to-box in it, like a 10. Yeah. I just don't feel like we have any of those players in our team. Maybe Torreira could be the base, but... Torreira doesn't seem to play whenever Arteta gets him and he's not injured. I think, I think it's because Arteta is like Pep. Pep likes like tall players and is tallish mm-hmm. players in his midfield. Like the holding kind of shabby. Like, oh yeah, the holding yeah. needs to be quite tall. Yeah, the, the holding he plays like a tall, tall player. Like Torreira, I don't think fits the the build type, like profile that that like the Pep and Arteta like kind of philosophy follows. So I think that's why he doesn't start Torreira. Especially because Torreira does get kind of get bullied in games. If he was just a little bit, if he was like Shaka's height, he'd be perfect. Yeah. Oh, definitely perfect. He'd fit that role. Like. Yeah. But then I guess you could sell Torreira then and try and find that player. But if you get it wrong, you just set us further back. Because you could sell Torreira and you could get 30, 40 million for him. But you would need to invest that and get the proper player. I think the thing is, I think we're in a rebuilding stage, so I think you might as well take the risk. We know, like, we see the squad right now, and I feel like we only need like a strong midfield, a strong midfield. Yeah, we need to rebuild our whole squad. I think so. Yeah, we can. Even if, even if we did sell to air and get in the wrong wrong person, I'd rather us take the time to like rebuild it and like do it perfectly than than like not. Keep Torreira and then him basically being useless, and then become older, we sell him for like less. 
Yeah, we probably should cash in on Torreira and Guendouzi then, if that probably makes the most sense, to be honest. I mean, who else could be sold? Does that mean Ainsley stays, or does Ainsley get sold? Uh, wait, can you say that again? Do you think Ainsley Maitland-Niles is going to stay then, as like a squad player, or do you think they could even sell him as well? I think he's going to stay as a squad player, but I think he's, I think he's like a Gibbs. Probably stay with a squad player for like a few more years, and then he'll get sold mm-hmm. off to like some other team. Uh, I don't know who's going to make it out of the academy boys. Uh, we have Willock. I don't think he's going to make it. I think he could. I could see him getting player? sold later on. Squad player yeah. or getting sold squad, later on. Squad player. Mainly Niles. Squad player. Mm-hmm. Saka. Saka. First, first choice. First choice. Uh, Nelson. Squad player. Squad player slash might. Depends. I think he might be able to first onto the scene. I'm not too sure. Uh, Maybe. Who else? Uh, Smith. We've got Emil Smith. I think apparently he's been like, tearing him. it up. I mean, he's been I tearing think, it up at Huddersfield. He yeah, could really play in like that attacking midfield role. Yeah, I think he could. I, I think he's like one. Him and Saka, the two, the, the two that I rate the most. I would. Mm-hmm. I would like our uh, academy boys. Uh, yeah, in terms I mean, of goalkeeper situation. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, Leno's going to be back. Um, he won't. I don't think we should play in the rest of the season. I think you should give him the time off. But I think mm-hmm. he'll be back for next season. I mean, Martinez was great in the Southampton game. He was like his distribution is like top notch. He nearly got set over off of that pass. Yeah, Martinez is good, but I don't, I don't know. Where's Ospino alone? Has he left ages ago? Ah, he's left. He's gone. He left a while back. Yeah, I forgot. I always forget about him. Martinez is a solid backup, to be fair. Like, I think yeah. Aleno will be back before the end of the start of next season. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll be fine there. You should be fine with Martinez and your... I mean, left back, do we sell Kalasanak? He's, uh, he's out. I mean, I think we get a younger centre uh, left back in. He's, yeah, he's got I'll loads be, of wages as well. I'll sell him Klasenak. and get a, get a new player in. Mm-hmm. I mean, who else do we sell? Laka as well. Laka's got two years left on his deal. Uh, and if he's oof. not going to extend, then we've got to sell. I mean, if Aubameyang doesn't, doesn't extend, I would go the risky one of selling both Aubameyang and Lacazette. Personally, I would take the risk and, and invest in new new strikers. Yeah, because I think Lacazette, he hasn't really achieved what we thought he would. I mean, he hasn't scored an away goal since like January 2019. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. Like, his holder plays great, but like... Total plays great. His finishing is dropped a lot. Mm. Like when he first came to Arsenal, like it was no physical. Like his finishing was good. Also his penalties as well. Which he doesn't even take Arsenal. I think. No, I think Oba takes them when he's on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I would sell both of them. I'd go. I'd go with a risky choice. A lot. Some people are like, well, why would you sell both of them? But I think. Lacazette has shown... I don't think you can sell both of them. I think if Oba's going, you've got to keep Lacazette. You can't sell both. I think you kind of have to, because I, even, I don't think Arteta rates Lacazette anyway. No, nah, I, I think, think he rates he Eddie actually, more. Yeah. He doesn't actually... Because yeah, I think he prefers like the pressing, because Eddie presses mm. way more and is like more makes more runs in between and stuff. So I think I think even... I wouldn't be surprised if... if if we did leave, we saw Lacka and we bought somewhere else. But. I mean, you could kind of shift the squad a bit. Because, like, if you have Eddie and you have Martinelli 
as your two kind of strikers. And maybe you brought like Luka Jovic on loan and then yeah. you play Saka left wing and you kind of balance the squad a bit more. So you don't play Martinelli on the left wing. You play him as striker and you kind of yeah. balance the squad a bit more and you play the wingers that we have. Like we have so many wingers at the club. We have Saka, we've got Reese Nelson. We play these wingers. Or Martinelli. I, will, but I want Martinelli to play more as a striker, if, if anything. Yeah. Yep. I'd agree with that. Like balance, Selim, Selim, and both of actually both of them left. We actually balance the squad more. I do think we need to balance our we need to balance our squad way more. It's, it's really unbalanced in terms of midfielders and like wingers and stuff. Yeah, we just don't have any quality in that midfield as well. Like just yeah. like zero quality. It's all zero just quality. a pile of shit, to be honest. Oh, definitely. Whole team. I think the whole team is like. I think we need to like a Liverpool rebuilding plan. We need to like rebuild the squad from scratch. Probably going to take a few years, but and I think we need to like endure, endure through the fucking bullshit. Especially, but at the end, of, at the end of the day, like I mean, Liverpool won Champions League last year. They won and the Premier League this year. Premier League this year. I mean, it it worked for them. It worked. It took five years, but it worked. And it worked. So they had the matchup. The thing is, the only way that works is if our recruitment is spot on. If our recruitment is not good, it's not going to work. I mean, our, our recruitment right now is actually pretty terrible. So I think recruitment um, probably will need to improve. We've had, we, have, we have some hit and misses, that's the issue. Yeah, I'd say we have hit and misses. It's not too bad. I, I think the free contracts is the one thing I hate. Of our, we've, our loan deals and our free contracts have been awful. Shocking. Terrible. I don't know who manages those two, but whoever it is should be fired. They've been very, very miss. Very miss. So Everyone's miss. Lick Steiner. Lichten Steiner. Um, uh, Dennis Suarez. Suarez. Cedric. But Cedric, Cedric still could come good, to be fair. Yeah. I've already Cedric. He's, at least Cedric's a proven Premier League right back. Mm-hmm. All those other guys were washed up or just not good enough. Apparently, we might try to sign William on free as well. I, I don't do want actually, William. I, I don't actually, want William. I, I rated him. I always rated him. He, he's 30, 31 years old. He's going to want like 120 grand a week. Why do we need William? I don't know. Ask, ask the recruitment team who uh, apparently um, talks. We just, we just do not need William. Just let him go to Spurs and ruin their team up. We just don't need him. Play, just let Reese Nelson if you're going to give the wingers a go. Just let Reese Nelson play. And you've got all these other players coming through, like following Balogun. I don't know who he is, but I've heard he's good. Balogun. Balogun. And then jo- Jordan Tutsi. Osu Tutsi, I think, is another guy. Apparently, he's really good. Yeah. But then, obviously, we have like so many centre backs at the club. They all need to be sold. Mavropanos. Shocking, honestly. The whole recruitment team should be sacked. But, I mean... Raul? Raul? The thing is, Raul, this past summer that went past, he impressed me quite a bit. I think he's the one who does the the loan deals kind of stuff, though. He's like contract negotiation, I think. He he negotiates a lot of the transfers himself, I think. Rather the time yeah. and if he did bring in, like when we had supposedly no money to bring in, we did a lot of business last summer. To be fair, mm-hmm. 
mean. So I'm hopeful, but um, I think if they back Arteta, he could do quite well. But they need to back him, and that's quite important. Yeah. Would you take Sam Maximan? Yeah, I would take Sam Maximan. No, not over Pepe. But no, I would take Sam Maximan. No, I would take, no, I'll take him. Oh, I don't know, mate. Now Pepe, Pepe has the quality. Like, do you do you see Sam Maximum scoring that goal that Pepe did against Brighton? Uh, no, but see, that's what that's why you keep Pepe though. Pepe has like he has those individual moments of quality which just set him apart from the, some of the other wingers in the league. See, see that's, that's the thing though. It's, it's just it's just these moments. because one Pepe gets no service from Bellerin because like. The way our team plays, basically, all our one no no attacks come down the right. If you watch Arsenal games, I say ninety percent of our attacks come down left. Mm-hmm. On the right, Pepe gets like no service. If so, if Kieratini played as a right back, if there was like an equivalent quality right back, Pepe would be sick because he could have overlaps on the right and he'd be able to cut in all the time he wanted. But Bellerin just doesn't do that. So what is Pepe meant to do? Nothing. Just sit back, relax. No, but I, I don't know. I mean, we play Sheffield United tomorrow, so we're filming or oh, recording this on a what's it Friday today. So we're playing Sheffield United tomorrow um, in the FA Cup away. Any predictions for that game? Oof, away. I think I'm going to go with an Arsenal win. But it's not going to be a clear-cut win. I think it's going to be a contested game. But I think we'll edge, we'll edge, edge the win, especially since Sheffield have been in terrible form. Yeah, they're they even worse than us. So yeah, they're even worse than both us. games like three 0 Yeah. So they are in terrible form. So I think, so I think, we, like compared to us, we just won three 0 against the team. Against the team. We yeah, we should. I think it should be fine. The FA Cup could be up one way into the Europa League if we can't get into the league. So it is something to think about. Which we need Europe. We need some Europe. I mean, we say that as Arsenal fans, but we need the money. So. You need the money, but if you watch, do you watch the European League games, like the qualification games and stuff? Not the ones that Arsenal are in. I, I watch, I watch our games. We, come on, the football in the European League was. It's poor. It's not the best. Yeah, it's poor. It is, it's poor. It was yeah we still poor. can't wait. We still couldn't beat Olympiacos. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised we couldn't beat Olympiacos because like, like the football we were playing was dreadful. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But that was like Arteta. That was like Arteta. That was under Arteta. I mean, that was that game. So yeah, funny as well. Okay. I mean, if we if we need if we get Europa and get the money from Europa, I take it. But I just want to see our team actually try in Europa League in the early stages because we're actually just defend. The thing is, if we get in there, I think Arteta could. He'd use it to play the youngsters, obviously. But I feel like. It just gives them good experience if we're going to play. And playing on Europe helps with the coffers. And we could win a trophy. Like, mm-hmm. it is probably our better way to get a trophy that year, if we get in. No, 
Yeah, you know, Arsenal could win the trophy, get to the final. What do you do? Not Unless it's Wembley, and we turn up at Wembley. Yeah, I don't think Europa League's Wembley. So I think it's in Portugal. Isn't it? Yeah, in Portugal. Yeah, I'm not sure. This year they're going to finish the Champions League in Portugal. I mean, City yeah. could do really well in that one. City could even end up winning the Champions League, which would be. I don't think they'd mind losing the Premier League if they won the Champions League, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Their fans would love it. It'd be like that's a reverse of what Liverpool did, you know? Yeah. Completely swapping it around. It'd be interesting. I mean, I so, think they take that. Yeah, they'd definitely take that. I mean, they beat. I mean, they were only the second English team to beat Real Madrid at the Bernabeu in a European knockout game, so quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Score predictions then for the game against Sheffield United? Uh, I think I'm going to go with a 2 1 to the mighty Arsenal. Okay. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with another 2 0 victory to Arsenal. No, I think I'll. 2 or 3 0, depending on Sheffield United lost. Imagine if they lose three games with the same scoreline. It'd be demoralising for them. They might slip out of that kind of race that we're currently in for the Europa League, European spots. We've got to go out there and make a statement. And I hope he plays a strong team and just beats them down quite heavily. I think he will. I think he will try and play a strong team. Yeah, I mean, Arteta doesn't like really take any games lightly. Clearly, he follows like that Pep model. So, yeah, he'll bang out a strong team. Yeah. Any final words before we end the podcast? Well. I've also started supporting Newcastle. That's it. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe you should support. Maybe you should start supporting Liverpool as well. That should be our second team. No, I can't. Uh, congratulations, to Liverpool. They won an illegitimate Premier League title. Doesn't count, person, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, they won illegitimate title. <laughs> I thought I call it. Like, a legitimate title. Legitimate title, yeah. Congrats, yeah, we probably should have said at the beginning, yeah. Congratulations to Liverpool. We're going to be playing them in a couple of weeks. So we'll definitely get some Liverpool fans on. Um, I'm sure they'll be very excited. Oh, yeah, we'll get battered. We'll get battered that game. Yeah. Right, it'll be embarrassing. But, um, yeah, I'm sure those Liverpool fans will enjoy the celebrations right now. And we'll hope to get a few of them on the podcast soon. We know quite a few Liverpool fans, so we'll get them on that game, and we'll probably be crying, or we'll be celebrating, probably crying, but we never know. Cool. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Shoot the Shot podcast. I'd also like to thank Leonard for coming on today's episode, and I'll have his social media pages in the description below. If you're listening on Anchor and Spotify, please download and follow our page. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please drop us a review and give us a like. If you're watching on YouTube, it's like, comment and subscribe to help the channel grow. This has been your host, Mark Diamante Furtado, and I will catch you guys in the next episode.